0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the competing biblically podcast Seth, Nick and Zach back Chase. with you yeah. um, Hopping back into 1st Peter Day, talk about athletes in exile Last week we talked about a living hope And today we're going to talk about how that hope leads into holy living Here we go So we're back with you guys. Warmed up our
1: vocal cords a little bit,
0: <laughs> singing some Maverick Gyra. City.
1: <laughs> there is a so anyway. We've been talking about that. There's been there's a lyric in that song that um, Zach, you tell us what it is. It brought you to tears earlier today.
2: Oh yeah, um, the song Gyra. I forget who it's by. Maverick you City. Just said it. Yeah, Maverick City. Um, I was listening and. There's there's a part that I forgot was in there, and it was just like I will never be more loved than I am right now. I'm not gonna sing it because my mm. throat's all messed up. Um, and we've been singing it; it's been, been really ugly. He's been yeah, it's it been really the past bad. Ten yeah, like, I've but been but singing it. But thank you, thank you it, for sparing I'll, us. I'll, I'll save the uh, all you wonderful people at home or in your car. Uh, you don't want that going through your speakers. Yeah. I've been yelling for a week at practice. It's not fun. But yeah, lyric that I forgot was in there. Um, I would never be more loved than I am right now. Uh yeah, it just brought me in yeah. tears really easily and really mm-hmm. quickly. Because like man, like just mm. to think that where I'm at, even knowing and loving yeah. Christ and uh trying to live the way that I'm living still mm. with all of my sin, all the things yeah. I've done before, all the things that I continue to do despite me knowing I can and should be doing better yeah. and should be trusting the Lord to do, yeah. um, just the fact that like we are still loved the same amount mm-hmm. in every circumstance, no matter what we do by yeah. Christ. Um, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And it allows us to trust in our identity in him mm-hmm. and the love that we're going to receive. Cause I think Cause a lot it doesn't of times, yeah. A lot of times like we think like, Oh man, like I, I messed up. Mm. I, I hurt him. Like he, he doesn't love me as much. Mm. Um, and you, you see it in, earthly yeah. relationships like you yeah. do something to hurt someone and they look at you differently yeah and we we find with christ is like he doesn't do that
0: yeah. well also because he already knew
2: that about and us. he Even like he he knows that. and like, like hmm. how, how yeah. silly are we to run from christ and say oh man like he's not going to accept me he's not going to accept me yeah if if i tell him if i yeah. if i confess um and we run and we, we hide ourselves and yeah. we stay in our sin and we stay in brokenness and all these things yeah. that lead to more brokenness. And Christ says, no, mm-hmm. come. Uh, like well, uh, the story yeah. that I love is my favorite passage in the Bible and then uh, I'll pass it off to what we're actually going to talk about.
1: Um, hey, this is a good little appetizer. This is free. free <laughs> well, it's all free. <laughs> free 99 podcast. Um,
2: but no, the one of my favorite passages and parables that we see Christ give is the parable of uh, the prodigal son, of just this broken man yeah. takes uh, from his father, leaves, mm. um, and like genuinely commits mm. commits wrong to his father, yeah. leaves, wastes all his money, come back, comes mm. back, uh, and and begs to be a servant. Um, he 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 goes through this mm. script in his head where he says, "I'm gonna go back to my father." And I'm going to say, I I know even the servants there eat three meals a day, Um, so I'm going to go back and beg to be a servant. And he's walking up the road, and his father sees him from afar, and just this, I'm going to cry again. But just this image of a father Mm -hmm. waiting at home for the son who had left, um, and the son returning home, and him running out to meet him, greeting him, uh, and the son (laughs) goes through a script. I'm I'm sorry, I left. I don't deserve to be here. Um mm-hmm. and God just and God the father saying, I'm so glad you're home. Mm-hmm. I, I have the best robe for you. I have my best ring for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a pe- a feast and a party for you. Mm-hmm. Um and just that image yeah. of like immediate acceptance because of who we are in him. Like yeah. the the great part of that story and the great part of us is a prodigal son, like a lot of people like to take that as okay, like we we left the father in sin and aren't aren't christians but i see that in myself as a christian Mm -hmm. of like there are times as a christian where i am already christ's son i'm i've Mm -hmm. already been adopted into his family yeah and i take what he has given me and i squander it yeah and i come back to christ like god i'm so sorry i messed up Mm -hmm. and he's like i love you Mm -hmm. i've already forgotten yeah um and yeah just that image of uh, acceptance because of who we are in him yeah. um, and not because of what we've, anything we've done to mm-hmm. redeem that um, is awesome. And that is the living hope we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, and that is what we're so excited to talk about this week. Actually set us up I didn't well. say excited yeah. last week, so I'm going to say it this week. I am so excited to be here <laughs> yeah. um, and be with you guys and continue
1: talking about this
2: mm-hmm. um, because it's so important.
0: Yeah. Amen. So do
1: we dive on in? Let's dive in. So last week we were in uh, continuing in chapter one and kind of opened up with this idea of um, the God the Father is blessed because of the great mercy that he had given us to a new birth and a living hope. Now we're jumping to the middle of the chapter, starting in verse 13. Mm -hmm. Cakes, you want to lead us out here with... um, 1st Peter 1 13 through 1st Peter 2 verse
2: 1 Yeah, so he starts off saying therefore with your minds be ready for action Be sober minded and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ As obedient children do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance But as the one who called who called you is holy you also are to be holy in all your conduct for it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. If you appeal to the Father who judges impartially according to each one's work, you are to conduct yourselves in reverence during your time living as strangers. For you know that you were redeemed from your le- empty way of life, inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world but was revealed in these last times for you through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God since you have been purified yourselves so since you have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth so that you show sincere brotherly love for each other from a pure heart love one another constantly because you have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this word is the gospel that was proclaimed to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and
1: all slander. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so jumping in here, this... this section is entitled a, "A Holy, A Call to Holy Living." Mm-hmm. So obviously, they pull from Leviticus. They, Peter Paul pulls back from Leviticus. Yeah, this idea of God saying, "Be holy as I am holy, be set apart as I am set apart, be distinct as I am distinct, be righteous as I am righteous, be perfect as I am perfect." A big call. Yeah. But as Zach shared, like we don't always live up to that calling, which is. Hey, we didn't talk about it at all last week, so we, needed to get, we need to throw in the new definition, definition of winning in here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know. we got to find a better sound, but that one's a good one for better. now. So, yeah, the definition <laughs> of winning uh, that we are running with is uh, our purpose and winning is glorifying God uh, by closing the gap between our potential and performance by the power of the Spirit. And, again, that's holistic. That is athletic. Mm-hmm. That is mental, that is emotional, and it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. But collectively, we want to close the gap. We want to glorify God. I believe that we do glorify God. And he's saying it here, be holy as I am holy. That is, so close the gap between um, potential potential and performance or perfection yeah. and performance. So that's the standard, mm-hmm. is holiness, is obedience, is Faith is belief over belief versus disbelief, is submission versus resistance, like those clear delineations. It's unity versus disunity. And it's whatever
0: selfishness versus selflessness. Yes,
1: thank you. Selflessness versus selfishness. So it is that's perfection. That's what perfection looks like. But we're going to fall short. And we have a God of great mercy who's caused us to be born again invited and adopted into a new family so here we jump right in we jump right in here in the beginning and kind of calling back to another part of the framework we're going to talk about the mind we're going to talk about the mind here um, so let's just i'll, I'll read these couple verses you guys jump right back in therefore with your minds so this is starting in verse 13 therefore with your minds ready for action uh, be sober-minded and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. Do not be conformed. Uh, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance, but as the one who called you as holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct for it is written be holy as I am holy.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. I think when we were prepping, I, I brought this up, but um, first of all, with your minds ready for action, mm. it's a proactive word. Like, I was, we were sharing, I was talking about someone that, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of helping to grow in this stuff and, and the ministry aspect of their coaching has fallen by the wayside and it's because there's no proactiveness. And so therefore when there's no proactiveness, there's no action. Um, because when we step into sport, if we're not ready and have our minds ready for action, Mm -hmm. we're going to get caught up in the moment and related to that, like it says, be sober minded. Because of the intensity and pressure of sport, that's why sport is the pressure cooker or no, the insta-pot. S-
1: sport is notoriously sober-minded and never irrational <laughs> right. and never crazed passion. Never it's always just even-keel, normal behavior. <laughs> yeah. I've never acted like a wacko in sport, but Neither I know others I. who have.
0: Of course. So I know you listening have never acted like a wacko. No, but um, but no, because of the intensity and pressure of sport, that's mm. why it's the valuable learning tool that it is to grow. Um, but it's it it takes us away from being so. We get caught up in the emotion, we get caught up in the circumstances, and um, it and we become very emotional and at a high emotional state. And when that happens, it takes away our our ability to make. Um, wise smart decisions and so we become not sober minded so in order for us to be sober minded number one we have to be have our minds ready that's why we talked about with the handbook and athletic perfection it talked about jesus in preparation Mm -hmm. and we talked about jesus jesus in preparation for his day and us preparing for competition we warm up for practice we warm up for games we warm up our body do we warm up our mind do we warm up our spirit like do we anticipate and yeah. have our minds ready to compete yeah. um, so that we can stay sober-minded and get co- not get caught up in all of the emotion. And then um, and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Our hope is not set on the circumstances that surround mm-hmm. practice, that surround competition. Yeah. But it is set only on the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that is what um, yeah. grounds us. As we compete,
1: there is also like so Zach, as you were talking about the prodigal son. This came back to my mind that the first time I read First Peter, I forget what translation it was in, but the translation of this verse is just kind of stuck with me because it's a weird one. It says, um, "Gird up the loins of your mind."
0: Mm, that's yeah, that is weird.
1: I forget what translation it was that I read. Maybe it was the Holman. I don't know. But gird up the loins of your mind. So even like prepare your mind for action. Or what does it say here in verse 13? Uh, With your minds ready for action. It's this idea of a soldier. Like they would wear, um, back in the day, they'd wear kind of like robe type garments. And you're not going to go into a fight with a robe that's down to your ankles, right? Mm -hmm. So you would gird it up and tie it up. Kind of similar, and this isn't, I'm not condoning this in any way, but like when guys are, get, when people are getting ready to fight, they'll throw off their shoes, they'll take their shirt off so they're not hindered to be able to go and get after it. Mm-hmm. In the same way, it's kind of like this, a military type idea of like, be ready for battle. Prepare your mind for action. Do what you have to do to get ready. And I, and we I shared a little bit last week about some struggles that Caleb was having as a as a six year old playing flag football and his identity already, even though we're teaching him something completely different, his identity and his flesh is fighting to be identified as something in sport. Yeah. And I noticed that like on before practice, when we do some pre work and we talk through some things and he knows like, okay, you're it's okay if you don't make the play. This is the expectation. Like when I walk him through that stuff, practice goes much better. But when we're running, I'm coming straight from work and I'm grabbing him and we're going right to practice and we're jumping right into it. That's when he has these outbursts. Mm -hmm. But last week when I worked through stuff with him, he didn't have them because his mind was I'm just making this connection now. His mind was prepared for action. Yeah. Not completely, but at least in his own little way.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I mean, one of my dad's famous ever quoted quotes um it's just a failure a failure to plan is planning to fail yeah um and just like the simplicity of that still applies i'm just like man when we approach sports without a if you go into a game and you don't have a plan of what you're going to do you are going to lose like that. that's just yeah. the way that sports is. That's the way that life works. If you go into something without an idea of what you're going to do, yeah. you're going to be swept up. You're going to be taken yeah. by emotion. You're going to be not sober minded um, because you will be swept up in the emotion of whatever yeah. you get into. Yeah. Um, and so I think like as Christians, mm. that is why we have this call is because it's so easy for you to be swept up and forget our hope that we have.
1: Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I ask a really practical question for you guys? what what do you do to prepare your minds is there anything that you guys do to prepare your minds specifically through the competing biblically lens like to prepare yourself prepare your mind spiritually for practice for games are there any like rituals the wrong uh, rhythms any rhythms or things that you typically go through that help you to get to that place because i know like Before Christ, I always would just throw on really aggressive music. Like, that was my... In the locker room, it was always crazy, inappropriate Mm -hmm. hip-hop music. But is there anything you guys do now?
2: Yeah, I mean, kind of just the opposite of that. Like, obviously, reading scripture is always going to help. Um, But I know, like, for me, I, I go... I read scripture before I have lifts and then I go straight from lifts to practice. So I have about a 15, 20 minute drive and I listen to worship music. (laughs) So it's just something that it's not necessarily. And then on the field, I kind of go through that first like little wave of like, all right, like this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm just reminding. I mean, like you said, the same thing that you do with Caleb, Um, you're not always going to have someone there to do it for you. Um, So just running yourself through, okay, like, why am I here?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Why Why am I doing what I'm doing? What is my goal yeah. today? Yeah. Like what, what makes me a success and a failure today? Yeah. Um, like I, I, one of the best things someone ever ran through my head is like, what is going to, there's so, we're so quick to make ourselves failure by, we were just mm-hmm. talking about it in prep of just like having a drill that is set up for the defense to fail. Yeah. Um, and the defense failing and still getting down on ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, Guys, that's not the point of the drill. The point of the drill is to learn about this specific situation. Mm -hmm. But we're so quick to get wrapped up in failure. Um, And so one of the best things, questions someone's ever asked me is what will make you a failure to Christ? Mm. Who cares about what you think a failure is? Who cares about what your parents think, what your coaches think, what your teammates think about what a failure is for practice, for lifts, for whatever? What is going to make you a failure to Christ? It is not being like him. And so what is my goal today here in lifts? What is my goal today here at practice? What is my goal today in this game? It is to become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do that? I'm going to be sober minded with a mind ready for action. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to set my hope up on mm-hmm. things above of him.
1: And yeah, where Christ is seated in the heavenly places.
2: Thank you. And I'm going to play like it. And so, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my thing is worship music. Um, it gets me calm I have a lot of anxiety and I really quickly get in my head um, and worship music kind of calms me down and lets me sit down and think about that stuff before practice
1: yeah Seth do you do anything?
0: I mean honestly when I exercise that's a big like time that God uses to shape my approach to competition Um, because I used to just listen to like Christian music but it was just more like hype Christian music, like oh yeah, I got this. But then I realized, like actually, a lot of like a lot of Christian hip hop, type stuff, Christian rap, and but then I even realized even the message in some of those was very prosperity gospel oriented, and and not even like like what we talk about competing biblically. A lot of the lyrics in some of those songs like weren't even yeah totally scriptural or the right focus. So even I started trimming that. And honestly, the past couple of years, it's become more yeah like music that i find worshipful it's for me i find music that's not labeled as worship music but other kinds of yeah. christian music I, it puts me in a spirit of worship and i feel mm-hmm. like i worship through it because when i exercise to me that has like it, it shapes my workout as a time of worship yeah Um. of where i'm offering like when i run i love just running and breathing heavy and for me that's just like a it's just like a release to the Lord. I can't explain it, but I love it. Um, and like the music that gets me in that spirit of wanting just to give give that out. Um, but then like as an athlete, it's almost like so many people and I did this. You listen, you listen to music and you try and get in the moment. Like this mm. is the biggest moment. You make this moment everything. And now it's almost like I take myself out of the moment as a coach Mm. and I try and look at the big picture. And I think honestly, as from a coaching perspective, I number one, I do most of the time remind myself and, and by helping remind the team about the definition of winning. Now I don't give our full definition of winning, but I talk about, we are out here to give our best, to be our best, you know, not just on results, but to be our best. But also I think it's a focus on people. And not on results the people of a productivity type thing. Like as a coach, I am there to serve, um, my head Mm -hmm. coach and I am there to serve the athletes. Yeah. Like I am there for people, not a result. And that, um, Mm -hmm. that helps put me, I think in the right place to be able to coach well, because when an athlete comes off the field and they're struggling, I say, go grab some water, come here, let's talk. And I'm able to serve them and help them not have them serve me by getting the result mm-hmm. that I want. Um, so I think those are two specific things. It's honestly reminding of the definition mm-hmm. of winning and setting my focus on people and not results.
1: Mm. So, Amen. Yeah, so that puts you in a place to to serve the Lord by serving others. Or Zach, you're saying, uh, puts you in a place of like, hey, I'm here to be conformed to the image of Christ. I'm here to serve Jesus, not my own agenda. That's good. For me, I had a problem with language, so I would read full. I would read uh, James <laughs> chapter three. I had a little Gideon New Testament, and then I had a. I'd actually read the FCA competitors creed. I put that up in my locker and would read that. It starts off really awesome, like, yeah. "I'm a Christian first and last, created in the ge- image of God Almighty to bring Him glory." So that f- falls right. Competitors creed is really good. <laughs> falls right in line with the things that we believe. So yeah. there
0: is also that. Um, the competitor's book of prayer we've looked at a little yeah. bit. That's really good. Now there are some things about winning that I don't think we will quite agree with and I but I've yeah. gone through that book like just skimmed through it some, and there's some really good stuff mm-hmm. in there. So
1: Yeah, so so whatever it is, I just would encourage us to find some things tangibly that are going to help us get our minds get our minds right. Um, so yeah, let's transition over here to the second second half of this verse. I mean there's a middle section that's all about Well, the middle section is really important because it's all about Jesus. He says, if you appeal to the Father who judges impartially according to each one's works, uh, you are to conduct yourselves in reverence during this time living as strangers. So just a reminder of, this is kind of going back to week one of elect exiles, like chosen to be in the places that we are um, as his representatives, even... Though there aren't going to be a ton of people, at least it looks like in this, in this season of life, in season of being a Christian in America, there's not going to be a whole lot of yes and amens as mm-hmm. we take stands and as we live out. So knowing that, that we're in this time of living as a stranger, we're not from this world, we're from the one to come, uh, for you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life inherited from your ancestors. So we talked last week all about this idea of being adopted into a new family, Mm -hmm. a new birth, to a new inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for us. And the flip-flop verse of that was an empty way of life. So that's where we're at is in the middle of these two things. So he talks about Christ here in the middle he says not by perishable things it was not bought by perishable things like silver or gold but the precious blood of Christ like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb he was foreknown before the foundation of the world but was revealed in the last times for you through through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God since you are have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth so that you uh show sincere brotherly love for each other from a pure heart love one another constantly and this is where it kind of will i think we'll camp here for the rest of the time kind of takes a switch here and gets super practical of like what does holy living look like Mm -hmm. and we'll see some things from from the um from the framework play out here. He says, because you have been born again, not by perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God, God's way. Yeah. (laughs) For all the flesh, for all flesh is like grass and its glory, like the flower of grass, the grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this word is the gospel that was proclaimed to you. Therefore rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, And all slander. There's a little bit in there.
0: Yeah. Something really stuck out to me. Go for it. Um, Verse 22. Since you have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth. Hmm. And I'm thinking back to when we had our competing biblically days with some of the Philly FCA folks and Mm -hmm. the Cecil County Maryland FCA folks. What did we walk through? What, why, lie, truth? And our goal is... Is so that we would not be in obedience to our emotions or our passions and the lies, mm. but that we can bring ourselves to obedience in the truth. And that's how we're called to be wholly living and wholly set apart as athletes, is being able... There's going to be moments where we get wrapped up in the emotion. Yeah. Like, and it's the ability to, to, to in the moment, say, all right, what's going
1: on? To be sober-minded.
0: Yes. And a, a tool to help... I don't even know if we've talked about this on the podcast yeah. much yet, but... Something we walk through a lot this spring and summer is is what, why, lie, truth, and it's. Shout ability... out,
1: shout out, Robbie Gwynn, Nebraska yes. FCA. Yes,
0: he did help. Us Robbie,
1: I said it right. I gave you your correct location. <laughs> Robbie Gwynn, Nebraska FCA. Appreciate yeah, you, brother. He
0: helped us because I think we, we were doing what observe, extract, examine. Yeah. we're kicking replace.
1: it old school. He had up updated some yeah. doing sports what why God's way stuff. Is a lot. Side easier. note, you want to check out doing sports God's way stuff, uh, Nebraska FCA incredible resources on their website, incredible resources out there.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's in that moment when we get caught up and all we would do in these competing biblical days is we played basketball, we played volleyball, we played dodgeball. Like we just competed yeah. and then sat together and did what, why lie truth. So yeah. what did I feel yeah. or what was I thinking during the competition? So that's the what, yeah. why did I feel or think that way?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the lie that I was believing that was causing me to think or feel that way. Yeah. And what's the truth so that I can take away that the lies free. and come in obedience to the truth. Yeah. And so that's how we're called to be holy. So in the moment, okay. Being able to say, all right, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what's the truth that I need to, to know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that idea of just obedience to the truth, just stuck out to me and then then the what why lie truth that we were working on this uh, spring and summer
1: it also jumped out to me here along the same lines was this idea we talk about the four channels of blessing or the four avenues of mission the first one being loving your team yeah what would it look like if we actually turned our posture with a pure heart uh, loving one another with a a, from a pure heart love one another Mm -hmm. constantly from a sincere brotherly love for each other, from a pure heart, love one another constantly because you have been born again. Christian athlete, Christian coach, parent, if we have been born again to a living hope, what does that look like to actually love our brothers constantly? Mm-hmm. And I th- Philippians 2 screams out there, Count others and greater than yourself. but What would it look like to be on a team? You're leading in a Christian school environment, or I mean, I think about our the FCA Bucks uh, homeschool football team. Like, but what would it actually look like to commit to love one another constantly, to truly count each other as greater than ourselves? I mean, I think part of that would look like here at, in verse two, one. Rid yourself of all malice. I'm reading through. Uh, The Sermon on the Mount with a couple guys and just the idea of the section of the Sermon on the Mount where he talks about if you hate your brother, Mm. you've already committed murder in your heart. Mm -hmm. How much negative energy have you – how much negative energy have we come home from a practice or a game talking about this official, this teammate, this opponent, this, this, and there's all this malice, like ill intent, ill will – even towards our own teammates. Yep. Because we're 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 looking out the window instead of looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. We're comparing ourselves to them instead of looking in the mirror and trying to close the gap between our potential and our perf- our performance. So what would it look like to get rid of all malice, all deceit? What if we were truly honest? Yeah. And not trying to I mean, the Bible says that, it says that manipulation is like witchcraft. But what if we weren't we were just honest and we weren't trying to Massage circumstances. What if we were just honest with ourselves? Mm-hmm. Not blaming others, not looking for fault in others, but we would, we would get rid of deceit and just be honest with one another. Again, in love. Get rid of hypocrisy. Stop pointing fingers and live out an intended life before others. Let our light, Matthew five sixteen. let our light shine before men that would see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. What if we weren't, again, not looking out and envying what other people have, but trying to close the gap on our own accord? And then finally, all slander, not – how much – I mean, going back to to James 3, we praise God and curse man created in his image. Mm. How much – my wife has warned me the things that I say my kids repeat. How much junk – I was going to say a different word, but how much (laughs) junk comes out of my mouth about people created in the image of God that slanders them and tears them down that I speak to other people that I would never say to their face yeah what would it look like to be on a team where we got rid of that Mm -hmm. where we took this seriously he's saying be holy as I am holy and these are some ways that he's telling us that we can do it how much power could we find in a sport culture where we get rid of those things Mm, and we cling to the living hope
0: that's good
1: (laughs) so anyway anyway thanks for thanks for listening to my rant there but no that was good
0: thank you guys for uh, being part of today's episode we hope you receive something from it hope we are all challenging one another to grow um in our own walk with the lord and until then we will talk to you guys next time